I don't know what that was all about. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. Westworld Season 2, Episode 7. Should I even try to pronounce this? Episode 7, Les E. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that because I'll destroy it. It's the Recap Breakdown and Review. I'm here tonight to talk about this episode. What an episode to come back on, on Westworld. I pick the dark hat every time. I'm back. Sorry, everybody, for the two-week absence for talking about Westworld, but I am excited to be back out here tonight. I might be a little rusty. I might be a little bit not quite on the horse. I haven't ridden the Westworld horse for a little while, and I came back a couple of nights ago and basically binge-watched all three episodes. <clears throat> I'll mainly be focusing on this episode, but if anyone has any questions about the last two episodes as well, whether you're watching this later want to jump into the comment section or send me a message, or if you're watching this live, I'm not alone. I can already see them out of the side of my corner eye. I'm bouncing around. It's good to be home. Holy shit, it's the live motherfucking chat. We got Kay Rich, we got Corey, we got Jimmy, we got Travis, we got Game of Thrones Dancer, we got Jasmine Walking Dead, we've got Corey, we've got Kay Rich, oh, we got great E. Kochi sounds dirty. Oh, it sounds really dirty. It's that E. Kochi sounds dirty coming out of your mouth, K. Rich. Crazy episode, probably our most action-packed episode of Westworld to date. I mean, you could, I could argue that this episode of Westworld had more action in than the last fucking two seasons of The Walking Dead. Like, both of the seasons combined. That, this episode had more action, a lot of conclusions, a lot of topping off of the storylines and introducing new elements. Obviously, ding dong, Ford is back. But that happened at the end of last episode. But I wasn't sure. I'm glad that we got Anthony Hopkins back at the end of last episode. But I was questioning how much Anthony Hopkins we'd actually get. And we got a whole Splenda box filled with Anthony Hopkins all over my face in this episode. And I loved it. It gave me those other kinds of feels. But what was really great about this episodes the way the whole fucking thing started when we got from the Delos perspective I thought we were in the lower decks episode of Star Trek the next generation oh my fuck and then we get from their perspective as they see Dolores coming and then it switches up and then Dolores takes over then you have the Dolores versus Hale two people I just can't stand right now fuck both those people and they're fighting and I'm like who do I pick in this situation I don't give a fuck it was awesome I enjoyed this episode a great deal and I'm hyper I'm eager to get into this. There's not much foreplay I want to get into. I want to dive deep right into the the pleasure packet of the evening, which is going to be breaking down this episode. A lot of information. Ford was basically an information dump in this episode. A couple of things here and there between the last couple of episodes. If I want to talk a little bit about them, I did enjoy both episodes. Enjoyed the second of the two, last week's episode, a bit more than sorry analysis wherever you're wherever you're at. I did enjoy elements and the submersion aspect of the uh, I was keep wanting to call it Samurai War Shogun World episode, and I thought it was done extremely well. And this, and I like how those threads have been brought in from future episodes. But last week I thought was a well-paced episode, and this week just slapped me off the, slapped me across the face with so much Westworld potato salad. I don't know. I, I wanted to stop myself from saying dick again, but potato salad. I am absolutely pleasure packed with this episode of Westworld. Great one to come back in. Great action. Great conclusion of all these storylines. Can't wait to break it up. Chop it up. Chop this 
puppy into pieces and eat every little drop of morsel of I don't know the way the more I break this down the more I start thinking about cannibalism the way I'm describing it <laughs> I don't know if my mind's just going there or I'm just fucking insane well I think both things can be true yeah fuck Hale Hale almost almost went like this and went Waluigi Waluigi number one at one point in time in the episode I swear Rise is great to see Rise is Bernie the Burnt Proto Peach not cut up on Westworld so I just came back to hit the like button keep the live stream on hitting mute now so awesome of you uh, whenever you do listen to this future Proto Peach you're the fucking best F future Proto Peach I'm gonna pull out the bongos and play you a song and I just totally knocked over my computer I totally like banged my computer on the ground doing that Hava Nagila Hava let's fix this shit I gotta fix it now I gotta fix it my computer map it's worse than the the nightmare that Hale's gonna face when she has to deal with an angry Dolores. What the fuck? <laughs> I was recording I was recording the podcast, but now all of a sudden it got magically disappeared. Okay. Shut the fuck up, Phil. Yeah. See, I'm out of practice. I was gonna play you a bongo, so I was going just for you. That's all I was gonna do. All of that. Instead, I destroyed my fucking uh, computer because of it. You see what I did? <laughs> see what happened? See what happens? Okay, no, enough of that. I'll just take the audio from the video. Fuck you. Okay, so I kind of want Charlotte Hale to get cut up. I have problems. Jimmy, I have to say the same thing. Excuse me while I do the podcast from over here for a second. I was in the same boat as you. I kind of wanted her to die. I think that was... Uh, I don't know if I'm bloodthirsty. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, well, I think a lot of people could have a definition of what they think is wrong with me. But ultimately, I wanted to see Hale get cut up by Dolores. I was excited for that eventuality. I was, I was, oh yeah, she's going to get cut up and this is going to be a pretty, pretty sight to see. And I didn't get what I wanted there and it's okay, but I do, don't, don't save this. Don't, this is me multitasking. I am fucking multitasked. Re, oh, Reese. Okay. It's, it's pronounced Reese. So you, so you've been letting me call you the wrong name for like a year, however long you've been checking out the channel. So I've been an asshole. So every time I say your name, it's you're, you're gritting your teeth and going, I'm letting this horrible hippie get away with it. By all means, if I mispronounce your name or anyone else's name, I have no responsibility from that. I cannot control the bullshit that comes out of this pie hole of poop. So it happens. It happens. I'm sorry, Reese. I'll try to, I'll try to get that right. It, I'll pattern myself. I was calling K. Rich Critch for probably two and a half years before someone else. I heard someone else call him the right name. Never. I should never do anything simultaneously. I cannot walk and chew gum at the same time. Tim, I will talk about that on another stream. I'll do a whole stream talking about that silly trip. Excuse me. Okay. So let's get into this motherfucking episode. Enough foreplay, enough my babbling. Let's actually talk about this shit. So one thing we did get in this episode that I did like, and it, I just, it seems a little random while they, why they are doing them, but I do like when they choose to do them. And it seem, seems to be, I think, is this the third episode of the season? <laughs> uh, it seems to be every episode I review, they do it. <laughs> they didn't do it last two weeks. They did it for me. They gave me a fucking pre present. They were, you were hoping I'd learn. 
Reese, uh, you're hoping I'd uh, I'd adapt. I'd be like the Borg. I'd adapt my technology to pronounce it right. But no, I killed it every time. And I'll try. I'll try to do better in the future. <laughs> I'll try to do better in the future, man. Sorry. Oh, we got Tom himself in the live motherfucking chat. I missed all of you guys. Missed being able to babble to you. Had a great time on my vacation, but I am excited to be back babbling to you guys about Westworld. And I'm sorry that I missed these last two weeks. Okay, so so I definitely like the opening that we got with Bernard. That was very interesting to stretch it out from his, to see things from that backstory perspective. And again, I started the focus of the first half of this episode that I liked. And this is the first time I've actually felt this way completely. I think the Delos stuff, maybe last season with Teresa to a certain extent. And it's been a while since I saw, or it's been a while since the beginning of this season since I saw season one. But season one isn't quite as fresh in my mind. I'm pretty, I mean, Teresa got some good stuff to do, but this was a total shift in focus all over the place in this episode, which was good, and it kept bouncing around. But what I really like is the Delos shit. The fact that we meet Eugene from The Walking Dead's long-lost mullet brother in this episode, and uh, and he gets a very satisfying death. But, <laughs> but yeah, the whole time he's walking around, I'm like, oh, look at this mullet burger. <laughs> Wish I could pull that shits off. Oh, goodness. Okay, so then uh, Hale, I wrote Hale at the beginning here. Hale is getting spooky and creepy as fuck. Like uh, how Delos, oh, I let, how Delos heavy it is at Go. Perfect. Not my favorite stuff they've ever done on the show, but I like the world building. And I, and I guess I'm more interested when we get into Man in Black stuff, Teddy, Dolores, Maeve shit. I'm not saying I give... Two two heaping piles of spaghetti spaghetti cheese. I I don't really give two cares about the Delos people when it comes down to it. They're just especially in this episode, they were just pins to be set up to be knocked the fuck down. Okay, I like that. But I think it works better. Say you get a Friday the thirteenth or a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. The ones of those movies, to me anyways, that work better than the other ones. Sometimes it's good to just shut your brain off and watch them. But even the ones you're shutting your brains off to watch, the ones that you give a fuck about the victims is the are the ones that are the better movies. I think Nightmare on Elm Street one, I'm gonna talk about Nightmare on Elm Street because I know more about it for this reference. Nightmare on Elm Street one, I really care about Nancy because of What's her name's perform? Just the ten of us. I'm blanking on her name. It's performance in the third movie. I really give a shit about all those kids because they make Patricia Arquette and Bubba Kincaid and Philip and and the kid that screams like all those kids, the Dream Warriors. You make you actually give a flying fuck about them. So when Freddy comes and kills them, spoiler alert, I guess uh, it it means a little bit more. And I feel like I never liked these Delos guys, but. Some of them that we saw for a little bit in this episode, I like that we got to know them a little bit before Dolores came in and just killed them all. And I thought it was fun to be able to do that because it made Dolores killing them more, I'm not even going to say sad, yeah, satisfying is the word, but mean more. Have a little bit more weight to it, which at some point with some of the shit she's been doing leading up to this point in the season has seemed a little hollow where in the last two episodes, Dolores... Ah, fucking, what? And uh, just to bring in last episode, and then she does that to Teddy? I want to choke, choke a Dolores. It tastes like Splenda, Dolores. My boss, uh, Asma says, my boss hasn't been liking how fractured the show is since they keep showing different timelines. But I 
think they finally brought it together at the end. Bernard captured by Hale is in the future. I think, and we'll try to break it down as as I, we listen back to this and I recap it, to what the timeline shifts are. It would be easier on a replay or a rewatch or something. And I'm sure lots of people that do lots of good Westworld content will be breaking it down. But I think, as you put it there, the the lines of the timelines are becoming a little bit easier to spot as we're falling into our final three episodes. It's it's coming together at a really fun pace. And I think things are starting to make a little bit more sense in how they're doing it. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Didn't mean to spoil Nightmare on Elm Street for you. <laughs> Bizarro Clem died. Yeah, Bizarro Clem died. And uh, man, uh, man, Elsie is smoking in black tank tops. I like how uh, Bernard woke up to see Elsie, and I am. I know I hate I hate this word. I hate these terms sometimes. But I'm totally shipping Elsie and Bernard. She, we know she has a thing for for uh, for hosts automatically as she's as we see it early in season one with her making out with random hosts and stuff. So I, I think she's starting to dig on the Bernard. So if Bernard can keep his eyes open and realize what he's got in front of him there and not be as stupid as Jimmy chance. <laughs> I love it. How it, how this nine o'clock on Sunday evening thing, we have two raising hope ca- actors on this and the, uh, the fear of the walking crap there dead. I mean, Lala, welcome back for Phil and Steph's excellent adventure. Hello, Lala. Uncle D, it is good to be safe and sound. As I mentioned, any people that are curious about the road trip, I'm going to be doing sort of a babble fest QA, Q&A type of thing for anyone who has any questions about the silly trip. And uh, probably sometime this week. This week's a little hectic, but I will figure out a time to do it. As well as a what did Joe think about the announcement about The Walking Dead. So those two podcasts also will be coming this week. So if you're watching this and like my silly nonsense, check that out. And if you're any of the new subscribers that might be here because of Game of Thrones stuff, more Game of Thrones content will be coming next week. I'll, I'll be doing a Game of Thrones live stream and some other stuff. So okay. Well, I'm welcome the fuck back. Enough of that. Enough of Oh, let me fart my way to... Uh, to okay. Check out my channel and make sure if you haven't, you subscribe now. Do it and check out the podcast too. Apulia, great to see you. Great to see M in the live chat. Oh, great to see all of you guys. I missed you. So, without any further shit and caca and poop, <laughs> what the fuck? Why, why is everything? Why is everything on this show have to always be about poop? Caca, caca. Duty? Duty. Okay. <laughs> and uh, wait, wait, here we go. Now, it's about that time.
Okay, let's get to this recap. Okay. <laughs> Tom, I like how Phil replaced Rick Grimes for picks of himself in the bottom. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> I got little Teddy. I got Teddy over there, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, Tom always calling me out. Love it. Love to see you guys, and thank you again so much for joining me. Tonight, I just want to say as well, beep. There we go. There's the live motherfucking chat. No call-in line tonight, if anyone wanted to call in, but we do have a voicemail line, so if anything that we're babbling about you want to leave your thoughts, you can do that at 781-990-8509, and you can do that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whenever you are watching and or listening to this podcast. And it doesn't have to be about Westworld. It can be about anything. I mean anything. You want to use this as a drunk dial number when you're freaking out at the bar or on some weird trip, please call and leave a message. We'll always play it. So be prepared to have it played. Okay, so let's get into this damn episode. Another cold open. Bernard's waking up to a picture of a kid in his hand. And we see a flash to his kid. And he's woken up by Stubbs. Excuse me. Who wants to talk to him because Stubbs doesn't like how he's getting undermined in the last episode by Galen from Sons of Anarchy. Who showed up last week with a beard as the gruff bad guy uh, security officer that's just basically dead man a-walking. Hi, hi, I'm Galen, I'm the dead man walking, I'm angry, I'm gruff, and I'm the toughest bastard you're ever going to see. And I'm going to be taken out any fucking second, you fucking douche. I don't even know what that guy's name is. I don't give a shit what his name is. He got introduced last episode, and he's like, you think you're a badass, Stubbs? I'm a total badass. I'm totally not going to get killed by an android. So I know people hate, hate the android thing. Fuck you! I'm going to get killed by an android. <laughs> Motherfucker. Okay. And you're lucky I live in Brazil and can't call, Phil. Well, I should hook up Skype so you can always leave a Skype message, Tom, if you ever want to, and I can figure out a way to play it. You can contact me on Skype for anyone international that might want to get their voice in the show at I Got Issues Man. I Got Issues Man, or if you want to spell it a different way, I Go Tissues Man. Just so you know, a little too much information there, but I Go Tissues Man. No, I Got Issues Man is um is uh you can see it on the bottom of the fucking screen or you can't see it right now you can see it now there it is i got issues man fuck that to touch it seriously teddy like smack that guy with like his own pimp steph snow great to see steph snow and great to see everyone popping on in there Corey says isn't that guy who got his hole punched in his face by teddy well will felix come back and fix mave i'm thinking so i'm thinking at the end of this episode we really Got to see Sizemore starting to feel the gravity of the situation. I think Sizemore will take Maeve to Felix to get her fixed. So, bam. I'm sorry. No, you cannot have that guy unless you have Chibs as well. I have some issues. I think I'm going to call, says Steph Snow. Please do, Steph. Please leave a message, 781-990-8509. I think it cuts off at three minutes, so if it does hang up, you feel free to call and leave more. I will play them towards the end of the recap or as I have time throughout the show. But please, if anyone has any thoughts about Westworld, this episode of Westworld, please leave a message right now. <clears throat> 
Game of Thrones dancer says, or GOT dancer says, Felix will totally save Maeve. Red Witch says, Maeve is endgame. I agree, Red Witch. Maeve isn't going anywhere. Hey, hey, we got Smokeahontas in the live chat as well. Hey, hey, Smokeahontas, great to see you in the chat. And huge thanks to Smokeahontas for giving my puppy dog Lotus some amazing yummy treats and just being an overall cool individual to be able to chill out with. So lots of love to Smokeahontas. So, okay, so... We Stubbs looks around and it's about time. Let me play some of this shit so I can drink. Let me. People wonder why I play audio clips. Is it because I'm lazy and don't want to take as detailed notes and want to actually watch the show more? No, because I'm actually multitasking while I'm fucking taking the notes. So I'm like, touching this, typing this. It's so I can drink while we listen back. And hope that it doesn't sound like I'm underwater or something. And it might. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, our audio might not be good. Oh, it sounds like everyone's underwater. We may have had a, rec a recording malfunction, which will, be, which will change things up a little bit here. So let's see if it's, re if it's that way for the whole show or just that first clip. So, okay, so <laughs> Stubbs looks around, Stubbs puts things together, and his teams, they're there for uh, the Delos Project, and Hale is at uh, the top of the heap of assholes. <laughs> and they need to get to Teresa's office to get to a comm. So then Floki comes in almost immediately, and or Strand, excuse me, comes in and he takes Bernard and Stubbs away. He's been looking for them. Let's go for a walk. Ugh, okay, so sorry about that, guys, that the audio is underwater, but I was so dependent on this audio that I didn't take as detailed notes. I just said that, so we'll be working on my hippie memory and some shoddy audio, so let's get into this. Stubbs asks if they're being executed, and nope, it's time to negotiate. He probes them about Teresa dying, and they are hiding stuff. <laughs> Uh, they're heading into the lab, and Bernard's face is priceless as Stubbs is all pissy as they're led into the room with with Hale as they talk about the importance, and we get some we get some story bloke. Uh, Floki thinks Stubbs killed Teresa because Bernard doesn't seem like the type, and Bernard's sitting there the whole time going, "I know, actually, I killed him." The project is a turning point for the human species, Doug. You know that. You know how much. Sorry, I, I don't know if that's as bad for me as it is at bad for you. <laughs> this is what I've said to every woman in my life now. I don't know if this is as bad for you as it was for me. <laughs> what am I, Jackie Mason? Dun -dun -dun Take my wife, please. I don't know if that audio is as bad for you guys as it is for me, so please let me know if that audio is unlistenable. Give me in the li give me in the live chat unlistenable. Yes, no more audio or play some of that shit. <laughs> okay, so uh, Bernard has a flash of conscience, sees blood, and yells "stop," but says nothing. They find a path behind a wall in a cabinet, and Hale goes back there to see where Bernard's leading, and it's a whole fellowship of the confused heading in that direction. The door's kicked open, and they head into a room with, uh, hey, Heath hinted in the live motherfucking chat. And uh, the door's kicked open, and they head into the room with a ton of uh, 
of plastic and they take it off. We see Hale's eyes as she backs away. And then we see everyone's eyes as Hale turns around and she's like, dude, I got you. And she turns to Bernard and she basically says to him, I knew you had some skeletons and I knew there were skeletons in the closet, but I didn't know they were yours. And we see it's a room full of Bernard's. Room full of Bernard's. Crazy. Cersei, I blew up this sept. Dolores, hold my beer. Sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. The <laughs> Phil, that audio is so bad, it must come with a free bowl of sloop. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, your hair looks luscious tonight. Did you get new conditioner for curly hair? Is it that called? It's the humidity. It's the more humidity happens, the, the fluffier, the fuzzy, goofy hair becomes. Corey killing it in the live chat as oh, they found a council of Bernards. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I'm bummed. I'm bummed about the audio, but shit happens. So we see everyone's eyes and we'll go back to Charlie Brown audio in a little bit, especially when we get to Anthony Hopkins. Cause you got to fucking catch up packets work in the hair as we've learned from Elsie. It's true. It's true. Absolutely. <laughs> So let's play. Let's go over to here. Let's do it. Do I have this shit? Do I have this fucking shit right down here? You got it. You got to pull it up, Phil. Push, push it in. Push it in. Push it out. <laughs> it is time for a sandwich. If I, but if I can't play strange, if I can't play audio, what the fuck am I gonna do? Oh, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play a call from Steph. That's what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna require more calls to get pretty fucking drunk and eat sandwiches. So now here is a message from Steph Snow about this episode of <laughs> of Westworld. I, I forgot what I was talking about. This episode of Game of Thrones, we're talking about tonight, Cersei and Jamie. Who will survive? Hey, so um, it's Steph. So overall, it was a pretty, pretty good episode, but I have two little things. Um, I think Bernard's exposition moment to the audience when he is talking with Dr. Ford was a little heavy-handed. And then the shot later of the two of them with their machine guns kind of <laughs> made me giggle. Um, I'm excited to be watching you and glad you're back. Bye. And I also agree with what your other minor criticism was that we didn't get the, the murder. I thought there was a couple moments in this episode, and then even in the last couple of episodes, that border on cheese and I don't know if it's just going to be part, an element of the show, a credit to callbacks to, this, to, the, uh, to the movie, especially when Teddy started beating down that guy that was very – felt very movie-like at times. So, uh, so yeah, and, and I agree with you that I wanted Charlotte to die, and I don't know what exactly what was wrong with me that I wanted Charlotte to die. But, no, that was a perfect message. Perfect message. So is it me or is Bernard Morty Darnold Rick? I love the Scarface Bernard. I love it. I fucking love it too. Love this shit. This is me keep staring at my eye like, you know. What, what, what? What, what, what? Fucking assholes. Fucking asshole, motherfucker. So let's continue. 
We come back in, and Hale is torturing Bernard, and she's enjoying it. She almost does the mustache twirl, almost. They're water waterboarding him. Almost sounded very Boston there. They're waterboarding him, dude, host style. And it continues with her doing an investigation. This is so far very Delos-focused. We're in her perspective, I see. We see a flash of Abernathy, and it's a different timeline as Stubb comes in and asks what's going on. Then we see Dolores and her young guns coming towards the base, and <laughs> we're regulators. We're damn good at what we do. Then we see the map system is back up, and we're about to have a conflict with Galen from Sons of Anarchy and the mullet fuzzy-haired guy in the Dolores crew. Action time as the mullet fuzzy-haired guy who's playing a shooter game, and he's trying to get his... <laughs> he's trying to get all the good guys he can get. And he says, uh, don't be a cock. The music is pushing the action as they find a the pile of the naked response team. Strand in the... Or, Stubbs is pissed people are dying, and Hale yells, Cut open Abernathy now! Give me what he knows! She sounds like Jack Bauer for a second. And he tries to stop her, but she's full on now! And dude's like, Dude, it's gonna be hard! It's gonna be hard! We can't get that information! She's like, Do it! Do it! Now, Smithers! And he's like, I'll do it! So we see more useless security, and Stubbs kirks the situation and takes over a lead and starts yelling where everyone should go. Let's go into the live chat. I want Charlotte cut. I want it too. Game of Thrones dancer said the sound wasn't that bad. Nothing wrong with you, Phil. I want Charlotte to die too. Men in Blackheart shot 500 times. Bernie the Burnt. We're going to get to that. That was Stephanie. Um, my Stephanie. Not that you're not my Stephanie too. Steph Snow in the chat. Stephanie in the other room there. She said that too. She's like, how is the man in black walking? Is he bulletproof? What the flying fuck burger is happening here? I do not. Not. No, no, no. Negative. <laughs> subscribe to the William is a host thing. I'm sorry to people that subscribe to that whole thing. No, no, no. Fart blossom that shit down to down to uh, the hotel. Madanese and the Lannisters can eat that crap. I'm not okay with that. I absolutely do need this. Yeah, yeah, that's what we need right there. We need some technical difficulties. Yeah, Dolores, get that shit going. But I'm not feeling that. So, Burn the Burnt, I am with you. The, what is up with that? Was he wearing a bulletproof vest? Because I'm pretty sure he got shot in the chest at one point in time. But I like that scene, but I don't, I don't know what kind of... Do, do they make people tougher in the future? Can they just get shot more? Uh, uh. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, fuck now I got NIP stuck in my head. Hail equals Cersei. No Phil Tommy Flanagan, ha Flanagan has to come or shut the fuck up, Phil. <laughs> I love Yeah, that machine gun fire felt like the first lightsaber duel with Anakin and Count Dooku. <laughs> Tom sent them the drink. Phil, is your Ed Harris? Yo, Phil, is Ed Harris a robot yet? No, he's not a robot. No. No, 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 no. Pretty sure he was bleeding out pretty badly. <laughs> exactly, Corey Mitchell. He better be dead soon. Uncle, Men in Black has the biggest plot armor in the show. He does. They can't lose Ed Harris. They're like, we can't do that. He got shot everywhere. Everywhere but the dick. Cammy says, I haven't seen the episode yet. Was Jimmy Simpson in it? I love him. He was not in this particular episode, uh, but I do believe we'll probably see him again before the season's over. Tom, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Yeah, no, Men in Black is definitely not a fucking host. Stop it. Stop that nonsense now. Get out of my podcast. Stop that nonsense. Shut that. I'm, in the words of Negan, I'm going to shut that shit down right fucking now. 
Well, I said fuck, so it's not. So it's actually cool, nigga. Listen, you motherfuckers. I'm gonna fucking shut that shit down right the fuck now. <laughs> they all believe, Jimmy. Jimmy, they all believe. Oh, thank you, free adults. Free adult dating site. I really wanted to know. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. If anyone wants to view that, I'll share that link to you guys later. Uh, he was shot with low-velocity Old West bullets. They just bounce off of plot armor. There's no there's no injury to plot armor. Good good point, as always, by K. Rich, who was keeping me alive with the Westworld stuff. K. Rich should be making some videos. He's got He's got a great take on the Westworld stuff. Yeah, Scarface was shot less than the Men in Black, and he was on cocaine. Is that is that have we uncovered it, Corey Mitchell? The Men in Black on cocaine theory. God damn it, buddy! You've been shot a hundred times. Your eyes are in the back of your head. You're fucked up. <laughs> You're just fucked up, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Okay, let's continue. So we go over to Bernard in another timeline, and he's inside the met the Matrix, the Cradle, the Nexus, whatever. What are they calling that thing now? The 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 Cradle. Okay, he's in the Cradle, which is the consciousness of the park. <laughs> what, what, what are we what are we in here now? I, I know, and I, I mean I'm taking a crap out of it a little bit, but this is the central nervous system of the park where Ford ultimately has transported his consciousness and can live and thrive here in the Nexus like Kirk and Star Trek Generations. And the longer you stay in the Nexus, the more you're going to like. But Ford hitches a ride eventually on Bernard. He hitches a, he's like, I'm riding the back of this that guy. And then he just takes over for him in a very two-face kind of vibe where he could just kind of be like, yeah, okay, Bernard, your 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 innocent mind needs to be moved sideways, and I'm going to, I'm totally like a Bill and Ted bogus journey. I'm totally, totally inhabiting my dad here, Bill. Excellent, excellent. Let's totally have sex with our step. Dude, totally, Missy's hot. You mean mom? Yeah, yeah, I mean mom. Oh, that's all it is. It's fucking Splenda. <laughs> it's all the Splenda, dude. God damn it, buddy. Okay, so, uh, yeah, those bullets don't really count and don't really hurt them. And to anyone who's listening to the audio cast, I'm sorry about this, but, you know, you know, a man, a man, a man needs time to drink sometimes, everybody, so let's listen to a little bit of Charlie Brown audio. <laughs> I love how that was the shortest clip in the whole thing. It was just like, dun, 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 dun. I also love... The audio, it gets over-talked about how good the music is in this show, but it really fits things well. Right till when Ford starts hearing, or Bernard starts hearing the classical music when Ford's getting his way. Great, great shit. Elsie lives. No, I hope Elsie lives too. She, she, needs to, she needs to live her dream of becoming a dentist. I mean... She can work on my teeth. So I... But I I hope uh, what is Uncle Phil's ketchup couch coming out here? But but uh, but no, I I do hope she gets out of this because she's one of the few people you can actually root for in this story right now. And oh, people are asking who Negan is. You don't want to know. Negan is a bad guy from The Walking Dead who really sucks. Who really sucks. 
So I apologize. I don't realize that I cross my streams and there might be some people that pop on in that only check us out for one particular show or another. So I make references like calling Strand, the character Strand, Floki. If I mention him as Floki, it's a reference to Vikings, the television show Vikings that he also acts on. As I call Elsie, Raising Hope. I forget her character's name. She was on a show called Raising Hope. So I apologize for the crisscross. Make you jump, jump. It, sh it happens. Beethoven the ninth. <laughs> Negan, Travis in the live chat says it perfectly. Negan's an ass clown. <laughs> so Elsie continues to surprise me with how good she looks after being in a cave for so long. I mean, we can examine it from a strictly Uncle... Uncle Phil's ketchup cup couch, Uncle Phil's ketchup couch perspective. Or we can view it just in the storyline, which again, how's her hair say so? Is it Pantene? Is she using uh, head and shoulders for kids or whatever that stuff? Johnson's baby shampoo? I love, I used to love that shit. Quick side story. I used to love the smell of Johnson's baby, baby shampoo so much when I was a kid. First and only time I did this, and this is why it's good for people to make stupid mistakes, I drank it, and I, oh God, I, it was the worst day of my life. Before school, I was, I was washing my hair, uh, doing the shit, doing the thing, oh, and I burped too, just like that, and I went, hey, what's this? The Johnson baby shampoo smells good. Mm-mm-mm. Delish. True story. So <laughs> I could go further with that story, but it's not very exciting. I went to chess club and I had stomach pains all day. That that that's it. I mean that that that's the story. I mean, whoa, Phil, you crazy motherfucker. Well, that's worth hijacking a Westworld stream to tell that Johnson's baby powder powder <laughs> Johnson's baby shampoo story. Because afterwards, you went to chess club and burped and stalemated your teacher. Ding. <laughs> I love shampoo stories. So funny. Ultimately, the longer this channel goes on, the more it's going to turn into more like the travel streams and just me babbling like an idiot and less focused on specifically television. The television will always be our focus, but, you know, I, I can't help tell stupid, stupid shampoo eating stories. Hmm. Delicious, uh, Corey Mitchell. So, Phil... Tim focused in on the uh, the important part of that story that I said I was in chess club, but I wasn't very good, Tim. Tim, I I wasn't I wasn't smart enough to be a good chess player. I I uh, didn't keep it up. This was in this was in elementary school. I I quit soon after that. Once I once I couldn't just uh, go. The horse he goes left. <laughs> the horse he goes right. Yeah, that that's that that ended that. <laughs> no, like most of my fantasies of grandeur. Of Splenda. Well, most of my journeys of Splendor, it went up the whip the butt. Okay, so I thought it was fucked too last week. Grace uh, being ditched by the man in black. He goes off, leaves her alone. I thought that was a really good situation, but I wonder, and I'm just going to throw it out there if we, as we date back to the last episode. was Is Grace introduced to die? Is I don't see Ed Harris dying. I see him at least making it into the fourth, maybe fifth season of this show. But who knows? This could be the end of it, end of the line for him. But I don't see Grace. Whenever I see Grace, and especially in the last episode, I go, "Okay, dead girl." 
Because everyone that's connected to the man in black and anyone you could possibly care about has to die in some ways. Broke Black Man says, 10 out of 10, motherfucker. Death was watching over the men in black, so does that mean he's watching over himself? Ooh. I'm going to miss Angela. I am going to as well, but what a great way for her to go out. Excellent scene, excellent moment, and lots of great dialogue and lots of great shit. I'm actually very upset that my recording of the dialogue is corrupted in some way. Corrupted by Charlie Brown's teacher. But we are going to listen to some of it, corruption or not. Be damned. And get to see Broke Blackman94 in the live motherfucking chat. Thanks for Broke support while we're away. Always checking out the live silly streams and always being an awesome fucker. We got to get Broke on here one week for a post-episode uh, episode of Westworld. At least get his voice calling on in, Broke. Let us know what you think of this episode. 781-990-8509. Get Broke Black Man's voice on here. He's like, fuck you, Phil. I don't want to leave a fucking message. Don't, don't put me on blast like that, asshole. Oh, we got Pete Easy in the live motherfucking chat. Pete Easy, lots of love to him. I, uh, I'm speaking out of turn here, but but Pete Easy gave me... I was very, very hungry one of the nights that I was away, and I bumped into Pete Easy, and he gave me a bite of a sandwich. He was a very, very generous guy. He had a little... He had a, he had a sub from a local sub shop, and he cut me off a little end of that piece, and he fed it to me, and it was delicious. Pete Easy's awesome, dude. Another great guy it was awesome to hang out with Pete. So lots of love to Pete Easy in the live motherfucking chat. <laughs> Wait, Broke Blackman's 14? You don't know that? Broke's really 14. He's he's like a Dookie Hauser. He's studying to get his master's right now and he's he's only 14 years old. What? Broke Blackman. He's he he uh he's uh he's only he's only broke because he's not of the uh, the working age yet. Is, is that can you what is the is the working age 13 or is it 16? I forget. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. okay so so okay so more useless security in stubs terms in the kirk in the situation let's get back to our recap we go over to bernard who's in another timeline he's inside the matrix or the cradle the nexus and then yes sir anthony hopkins is back talking to ford and he's back bernard and ford have a talk and he offers some perspective for him and clementine is there so is mave 1.0s this is hopkins enjoying himself being basically god in this place this is some of the stuff that i feel like i have to play bad dialogue or not let's see let's see how horrible this is I can't even do it. I can't do it. So much good information with Ford. I might have to do a video later this week that just breaks down Ford's dialogue, just because I feel bad that I don't have it, and I re that was that was really as all I had planned tonight. I was gonna listen to what Anthony Hopkins said and talk about it, but since we don't have that, we might as well just sit down and relax and uh, and talk about uh, Game of Thrones or something. So now uh, Bernard puts the pieces together. Ford explains what this place is, and he starts playing the piano. He leads him outside to Sweetwater. The dog's there, too. The vibe is chill. We get more Ford stories. We find more about the loops and why the stories are the same. It's the Ford stops time again. Bernard walks around frozen. Bernard says the key is that the hosts are the control in the experiment. We get most of the truth as Bernard puts it all together that Ford gives him the lead that Dolores is trying to copy consciousness, ultimately. 
a few awesome one-liners by both characters, and they argue again, which was such a central cornerstone at, of the first season. And I, it was great to see it here again. Not that we've been missing that, because I very much, I sound like Sansa, I very much like it. I, I would very much like more of season two of Westworld. Not, not ten episodes. I'd very much like it. Daddy, I'll be totally good if you let me marry the prince. Please let me marry him, Daddy. <laughs> but it's a few awesome one-liners, and it's just great to have this show back again. <laughs> Tom says, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Cammy says, oh, I haven't seen it either. Smoke on just left Phil and his fans by extension. I'm so drunk. I won't remember any spoilers. Great to see. Great. To me too. I'm getting there. Smoke on I'm half a drink in. I'm close close can't wait to toast another drink tim gersh when you get to the point where you're watching four seasons of flash you gotta take a moment to breathe and ask yourself what am i doing with my life this is a hell of a good episode can we get some closed captioning for the hearing impaired running uh, run smoke on don't spoil yourself forward with the machine gun fucking brilliant uh fucking brilliant sorry thanks smoke if Pete knew the Johnson shampoo, if Pete knew the Johnson shampoo story, he may not have. Yeah, he might have. He might not have given me a sandwich if he knew. Dope episode overall. Says Pete, easy. Can we get some close? Yeah, we need some closed captioning for this. Uh, for this. For this Charlie Brown audio. It's fucking awful. <laughs> I am drinking tonight. If people are curious what I'm drinking, I'm drinking the Armageng Nomagen. Noma dude? The Noma poop? I don't know. Why did my voice go up like that? I don't know why I did that. I'm such an airhead, I won't even catch the spoilers. <laughs> I just like having smoke a Hauntus in the live motherfucking chat. So uh, so I'll just talk in code for the rest of the po podcast. So we do get a few awesome one-liners again as they argue. And because... And I was going to say, because I don't have the audio, I won't remember a lot of the spoilers anyways. So what's to become? Humans want to live forever. They ultimately want to become you. We want to become you. You want to become us. You, you want to get emotion, be more human. We want to become you, Data. We want to live forever, have your strength, have your power. Do all of that. And Bernard says, it's your fault. You cheated death. And Ford says, I didn't cheat anything. Easy peasy, lemon breezy. No. I didn't teach anything, Bernard. Their project doesn't work. Not yet. They learned to copy a mind. I'm a soft-headed boy. I'm an issue someone else composed. I guess it's a little better coming from one side. Oh, yeah, that's what she... No. <laughs> Love you all, you all. The title means tormented, and all the hosts had an emotional moment tonight. D, thank you for dropping some education on me. I didn't even try to pronounce the title of this episode. I know it's some, I thought I said something about, it's like a the title of a French painting as well, or something, that means tormented. And that makes a lot of sense comparatively to what was going on with Dolores having to basically destroy her family in the last two episodes, and the, and the hosts that she cared most about. I need some bears. Keep it down, Phil. You're going to wake up your mom in the the basement ain't soundproofed. It's true. This is not a rugged room. I'm playing drums, hitting, punching, punching computer screens. There you go. Okay, my computer isn't broken. And when I knocked it down trying to play the bongos earlier. <laughs> Clarice. Clarice, I'm here. And I'm one of Charlie Brown's teachers. <laughs> that was a horrible. That was the worst Anthony Hopkins ever. 
my mind works here. I'm not in the real world. Out there, I would degrade a matter of days. Or go mad like. I guess, and people can tell me if I'm wrong, it's a little bit better when it's coming from, uh, coming from only one side. Hey, hey, now! For old Stella. No, no, no. I, I, I usually have the good audio. There was some, some problem with the recording that, uh, with my audio recorder that recorded it like this. It's, uh, or the wire in which I recorded it. Usually I just, I, I pop it right in the back of the, the box and I get the, get the smooth audio. So again, I apologize. I'm, uh, no, I, I'm out of practice and not troubleshooting. Phil plays audio. It sounds like, yeah, meh, 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 meh. we'd be talking over Westworld. I was trying to sound it out too. Okay, fuck that shit. I won't play anymore. Sorry, everybody. I'm done with it. I'm done with my poor excuse to try to find times to drink. Ford versus the Man in Black. Who's more evil? Hmm. I think both of them would think that they were good people. I would say, I'd say the Man in Black is probably more evil. Ford's very narcissistic. I would say the man in black's biggest sin or weakness isn't necessarily even his, whether he's evil or good. It's his stubbornness, his ego, his... I don't know. It's almost sad for him sometimes in this episode that he's sticking to this, it's Ford's game, it's for me, blah, blah, blah. In the last episode, too, when he chooses the game over his daughter. Excuse me. It's... His story is almost sad. I almost feel bad for him at times. Here we go. I was trying to sound it out too. No more. Okay, so Ford says he didn't cheat anything. The project doesn't work. It, they can copy the mind. So fucking what? So fucking what? So fucking what? And we Ford's mind works here, but not in the real world. Uh, he, or he could come in the real world and go crazy like James Delos, and he can only live here. He's like the he's like the knight in Indiana Jones Part Three, and then he asks what the end of the story is, and Ford says, or Bernard asks what the end of the story is, and Ford says, "Isn't it better to find out yourself?" And the collectively everyone watching goes, "Ah, oh, fuck, fuck tits. What? <laughs> tell her, tell us what you know, Ford. Come on." So we go back out to Elsie, who says, "We need to get the fuck out of here." So we go back to Westworld and Ghost Nation is riding. We see Maeve and her daughter running, hiding in the shack. Then we see the man in black and Lawrence ride up and they're all in the same place. Maeve and her daughter have a talk and Fandy is great. The kid actor. They could have done a little bit better in the casting of the kid actor in this performance. But whatever. I'm going to try not to let it bother me too much as it's hard to find good kid actors all in all. And later on in life, this girl's going to be flipping through videos and maybe accidentally stumble upon mine and go, I tried really hard, Gishu's guy. You're such an asshole. So I'm sorry. Maybe it's that you're next to Standy. Maybe the director put you in a way. I don't know. I just didn't. I, I, the kid was taking me out of it a little bit here. Whatever. So as the Maeve and her daughter have a talk and Thandy's great, the kid, and you know, not so much. And they walk by someone who heads in. It's the men in black and her memory as he shoots and stabs her. We've seen this vision before. So then he comes in for real, and I like how William basically just ignores her for a while until he start obsessively, obsessively starts going, 
Are you Ford? Is this Ford? What's Ford doing? You, kid? You're Ford. I think you're Ford. Are you Ford? I want you to be Ford. Or is this Ford? Is this all part of his plan? This is part of Ford's plan. I think... Blah, 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 blah. And Maeve eventually just goes, fuck you, you idiot, and shoots his ass, like, really bad. I mean, she shoots him bad. She, in my approximation, and I'd have to watch it again, she shoots him plumb right in the fucking chest. I just mixed, like, a 50s-type dialogue. Plum in my face mixed with fuck. He plum fucked him up. Is he wearing a bulletproof vest? I don't know. Whatever. Then Maeve closes her eyes and does her Jedi mind trick sort of thing. And she gets the men in black's own men to come attack him. And he gets shot in the arm again too. And she's like golden child childing it from, a, from over in the distance. And he's like, Ford, Ford, this is now I'm going to die. Stop killing my ass. I don't want to die. And then we get a fun angle of Maeve in the forefront of an angle with the man in black and all this shit happening in the back front, in the back front, in the back half. And it was, it's just a real, it's a really, it's a really fun, fun shot. Let's go in the live on the fucking chat right now. We all love Winnie Cooper. We, we do. We do. I, Kevin Arnold had a second girlfriend that I thought was, uh, that I was a little bit more into, but, but Winnie Cooper, Definitely, she she grew up very nice, and a lot of people don't know if people actually did watch the Wonder Years. The uh, the actress who played Becky Slater, who was the girl that beat the shit out of Kevin Arnold a couple times in the series because because she had a crush on him, or they had varying degrees of friendships and romance, is the is Winnie Cooper's sister, or is or is the actress who plays Winnie Cooper's sister, and they both tried out for the part of Winnie Cooper, but Winnie got it, and Becky Slater was written for the show. I know it's too much information about the Wonder Years, but it was in there somewhere, so it needs to come out. What goes in comes out. That's what they say. Uh, let's go in the live chat. Hey, Phil, I missed you. I'm glad you're back. Jenny, love you. Thank you so much, and I'm so happy to be back. Broke says, man in black is just like a video gamer who played too much GTA when he thinks... Can we get it right, Bro Broke? I'm not one to correct the commenter, but play too much Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> No, I know it. It's uh, it's GTA makes more sense contextually, but uh, but but Red Dead would uh, would make more uh, visual sense. But yeah, may, played too much GTA and thinks he can roll up a mofo's and bang prostitutes twenty four seven without any consequences. Uh, Pete Easy says, shouldn't Maeve be able to make herself? do anything she fucking wants no shouldn't Maeve be able to make herself not feel those shots is that the only way she's alive right now because she can sort of separate her mind that's a good question Pete and I wonder realistically how much danger Maeve is actually in because she's sort of more powerful than anything that scene at the end I really wish I had that <laughs> I guess the theme of this uh this podcast is I wish I had that audio uh the the scene between her and Dolores at the end was really well done I wonder how much becomes mind over matter essentially at that point w with the with the hosts now that because I think their sensors everything in their bodies symbolize symbolize or or take off when they get shot they die but she's sort of above it all so I don't know it's very it's a very interesting concept to think about oh Steph knows who wore the cheese crown this episode the vote is for Charlotte followed about Bernard close tie Charlotte thank you Steph Snow for that super chat donation lots of love to Steph Snow let's spin the wheel for Steph and Steph is also who requested a Q&A about the road trip and the Con of Thrones and I'll be doing that ASAP 
And let's see. Both take shots. So I have a drink here. I'm not, I don't have a shot, but it's very strong beer. So. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness me. Steph Snow, thank you so much for the Super Chat donation. So, yeah, Maeve should maybe be able to. And I, maybe that's the only reason why she's alive right now. And her body just needs some sort of repair to be able to function again. Because I couldn't imagine getting shot like that and survive if she doesn't have some sort of control over the situation. So, excellent point, Pete Easy, who... Uh, who I think there's a recording of it out there, but if you can find it, Pete Easy singing the Reigns of Castamere at the Con of Thrones. Fucking awesome shit, Pete Easy. The cheesiest character, Steph Snow. Play that shit. What do you mean by cheese crowds? Seriously, total airhead. Fuck Westworld. Let's talk about the Wonder Years. That about that theory about Kevin's bestie was young Marilyn Manson. I know that uh, Paul... Sh Paul Schaefer, that Paul Pfeiffer was actually Marilyn Manson that was debunked, but it is unfortunate the way the Wonder Years ended because they didn't know and there was some conflict with Fred Savage and the kid who played his brother in some court case and ended up eventually getting thrown out of court because there wasn't some, there wasn't any evidence to it. But I believe the Wonder Years was canceled prematurely due to that court case is what I've heard. <laughs> Good analysis of Thrones in the live motherfucking chat. I thought the same thing. It seems her emotions seems her daughter made it briefly revert to her old loop moment. Right in time for Shogun wordless episode. The great ending in any game. Hey, Kimmy. Mind over matter. More like Ford over matter, Phil. Very good point, Jenny. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Steph. So basically, Maeve's daughter is like Carl. Stay in the house, Carl. And her daughter proceeds to do the fucking opposite. Phil did... Did I see my super chat? Yes, I did see your super chat. The cheese award. My cheese award definitely goes to Charlotte. And I landed on both take shots. So wherever you are, grab it. Take a drink to Steph fucking Snow. Lots of love to Steph Snow. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, gosh. Oh, goodness me. Goodness me, oh, my. <laughs> I want to keep going. I want to keep going. We're getting through this episode too quickly right now. Let's keep pushing it on. Steph, you might get your wish later tonight. <laughs> Who knows? No, I, I'm not I'm not necessarily prepared for some of the stuff I wanted to play there. So let's continue. I did see your fucking super chat and I love it. I love it. I love every one of you guys and I love it even well, I don't love you. I love you just as much. But I love it. I love the super chat. It makes me dance. <laughs> well, sometimes it makes me dance. Sometimes it makes me play drums. So let's it's time for a bongo sip situation. So she puts down the gun, flashes, to being fucked by the men in black. He remembers her, so Lawrence starts realizing it all, and Lawrence shoots him down, he gets up. Oh, it's real! Oh, no, the men in black's about to die! But he he uh, rolls, and Lawrence shoots. <laughs> Maeve yells in slow motion, no! I love it. Maeve was in slow motion. Everyone else was like, holy fuck. Sizemore leads them here, and she says, uh, we need her. Okay, so basically what happens here is, Maeve gets into Lawrence's head. He starts to remember what the Man in Black did to him, and he shoots the Man in Black hardcore. Maeve is about, it's about to be finished, but the the carts start rolling on in, and they shoot they shoot him, and they also shoot Maeve down. And Sizemore leads him here, and he's like, what the fuck? And she's special. We need her. But they miss the Man in Black, who is there alive somehow, even though he was shot to shit, but they didn't do the kill shot. 
Steph, Phil left out the word here, so it sounded like I was calling you an airhead. How rude. Total airhead. Here, here, Phil. I'm an asshole. No, Cammy was not calling you an airhead. Not even close. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> I am. I know it. I own it. It's fine. Ow! Ow! Mm -mm. Teddy has balls now, Pete. Balls. Take a shot of patron. I want to take a shot of some patron. We got a... Uh, <laughs> For the patrons, I got some special stuff coming up. I'm going to be uh, sharing some videos with you guys before I share with everybody else of uh, some Con of Thrones stuff. So I'm, I'm very excited to be, do that. Got some uh, videos from, from some of them and some of the other audio, and I will be sharing that on Patreon and then eventually sharing it, clips and stuff with everybody. But I want to give you guys a little something extra. A little something extra for your support. Thank you to all, all you motherfuckers that support us. Me, Joe, all of us on Patreon. Okay, so Tom is like in Terminator Teddy. Men in Black is going to be saved by that lady that magically cured Arya in season six. <laughs> He's going to jump in the water and it's going to cure him. <laughs> Using my Con of Thrones to make a water bog. Smoke a hotness. I love it. I fucking love it. I love that I have some of my friends that I got to actually hang out with in the live motherfucking chat right now. And got to uh, eat some sandwiches with you lovely people. Good times, good times. I can't wait to babble about that. Let's get through this episode here. And thank you to everyone that's checking this out. And I know we go all over the place, but this is a little different than the usual silliness, uh, usual breakdowns or reviews. It's more about having a good time and hanging out and talking about this episode. So sometimes we can go off on tangents. So if you're not watching us live, join us live and jump in the live chat. But if you're watching this later, share your thoughts in the comment section. If you have any specific questions, let me know. Bam. And also call on in and leave voicemails and text 781-990-8509. We did get some Ghost Nation answers. We got a lot of answers in this episode, Fine Essence. And I like that. I like that this season keeps introducing new questions and answering the questions, not just leading everything down to one big answer at the end of the season. A lot of this is different, but feels the same. And I, I've said that a lot this, this recap season here. Excuse me. I like how Westworld isn't trying to do the same thing, but it's not also not trying to be so ridiculous and introduce things like the Dharma Initiative or something like that. So let's continue here. So Sizemore leads the way. Dun 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 dun. dun. Hale is an angry. <laughs> I'm trying to read my right. Oh yes, they missed the Men in Black who's somehow alive and is leaning up himself, leaning up against a hunka hunka wagon wheel of cheese. Anyone who is old enough might remember what the hell I'm talking about. So Hale is an angry date, and the packets are too big, and he needs an extigator. No. Uh, so we go back to Ford and Bernard in the Matrix and with the doggy, and he's showing Bernard how he is different, and he leads him to Arnold's house that he created. Bernard says, this is where you created me, and this is where Bernard was crafted. And we see that Dolores was instrumental in the project because she knew Bernard so she knew Arnold so well that she could verify Bernard to be actually be able to pass and how am I different he explains how he's different and how Bernard works but Mr. Delos doesn't work because ultimately and this is where we get some answers he may have some of Arnold's memories but Bernard is not a recreation of Arnold Bernard is his own host individual so Ford specifies that the reason why you work while I wouldn't work and why Mr. Delos didn't work is because we actually made a host 
with the memories of Arnold instead of trying to recreate the human brain inside a host. Oh, thank you so much, Analysis of the Thrones, for sharing that. Hey, Phil, is that Con of Thrones a code for geeky couples that don't have the balls to swing and spice things up in their relationship? Shh, Tom. Tom, these people, these people have private lives, Tom. You don't have to put them on fucking blast like that. You, Tom, you're such an asshole. Phil, you have to, Phil, you have to answer. You have to answer this question. I wonder if Savage Teddy gets to smash Dolores. But hashtag my Clementine. I like how we got Clementine and it was a shame to see her go, but I love Terminator Clementine. I really do. I like how we got a shot of Clementine 1.0 as well in the Matrix Ford universe there. And Chris, great to see you in the live motherfucking chat. I don't recognize your name, but great to see you popping in here. And even if I have seen your name before, I'm a little drunk. But I want to I want to send a special love to Chris. Chris, 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 motherfucker, welcome, Chris. Gonna play some fucking bongos for Chris because I love him. Here you go, Chris. Thank you so much for popping on here, Chris. That's just for Chris. I, none of you guys, none of the rest of you guys gonna listen. Uh, that's just for you guys. Maeve's house probably has one of those healing thingy thingies. <laughs> I had an extra thingy there, fine, because it really needed one. But I think you're right. She had a magic flashy thingy that just made the Men in Black better. Uh, Teddy John Snow, that Delta leader. Bring the Bernard. Why does Bernard always stare at Teddy so hard every time? I mean, look at James Marsden. How can you not? But that's a good question. I love all those parallels of characters that we don't often see together. And I'd love to know. He, he definitely has a big opinion of, of Dolores, but we know that Teddy's also one of those early models as well. And I'd love to see, hear more about that and more crossover. That's why I like we got in this episode of The Man in Black and Maeve, not two characters we haven't seen much together. So it was a very uncomfortable feeling seeing them on screen together in a good way. <laughs> oh, let's see. Let's fill you have to. How did The Man in Black recover? I, I wish I could tell you. Steph, he has mad healing skills. He has part Wolverine blood inside him. The plot armor is thick with him. Bulletproof vest. He uh, drink. He jumped in the Lazarus pit. Lazarus pit. <laughs> I know there's lots of possible answers to that. Kamikaze Angela. Let's not forget. Rest in peace. The hot, the bl hot blonde Terminator has gone. Fu says, "Damn, she is perfect and everywhere." Boat sex recreation. Water that shit down. Pete needs some fanfic. The fuck, Phil. Even when you explain it, it still doesn't make sense. I like how Immortality Project capped out. I was afraid it secretly worked, but William was sabotaging it. I wonder if. Uh, welcome, Jay. Good to see Jay in the live motherfucking chat. Lots of Splenda. Where was Hector? He was hanging out with the Splenda. Nice guy, Teddy, makes sure Dolores comes first. Savage Teddy makes love to Dolores like Carl Drogo on the wedding night. Grace will save him or put a bullet in his head. Lots of Splenda. Lots of Splenda. Yeah, it, it doesn't quite make sense even when I explain it either. That's why I wanted to play Ford actually explaining it with his own words. I love this episode, though. This was... Uh, uh, episode... What was it? This was episode 7, episode 6, 5, 4... This this episode and episode four are my two favorite episodes of the season so far. I don't know which one I like better. I might like four a little bit better than this one, but 
not by much. They're both almost perfect episodes of Westworld for me in every way. They gave me what I love out of the series. And this episode gave me more, again, I'll say it again, more action in this episode than two seasons of The Fucking Walking Dead. Question, who has a stronger plot armor, Men in Black or Carol from The Walking Dead? I'm going to go with Pete Easy's answer. Daryl! Daryl Dixon! Hot shot's very bad. That's why the Men in Black is still alive. Pete, Easy Bird of the Bird, Smoke Alantis. Oh, I love all of you guys in the live chat. I cannot, I cannot get enough of this babblery and this being able to babble, being able to talk to you guys every night. I know Broke hates it when I repeat it, but thank you guys all so much. Steph Snow, another spin of the wheel for Steph Snow. Where the fuck is Hector? Where the fuck is Hector? And why is Maeve alone? alone? They couldn't. Where is Hector? Where is Hector? I got it. I got the Hector hat somewhere. Where are Hector, Hector hat. Wait. Let me get. Ah! Oh fuck. We got the uh, the 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 paper Hector hat here. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Where's my man Hector? I w I want some Hector. <laughs> I can't wear the hat and the headphones. I can't. I got the Memphis. I also got my cowboy boots. I got my boots here. I was going to wear the boots for the podcast, but boots don't really play well on the podcast. But good fucking question. And Steph landed on Joe Drink. So Joe's not watching right now. He's not with us tonight. So I guess I have to drink for Joe. So I'm going to drink for Joe. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Drink, 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 motherfuckers. Drink. I got to drink for Joe. <laughs> Steph Snow, thank you so much for the super chat donations. They mean more than you know and help me be able to keep doing this. I don't talk about it often, but the super chats and the patron stuff absolutely helps me keep doing this. K Rich for the super chat donation. Let's spin the wheel for K Rich. My da oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling Clementine. She always rocks and goes down like a goddess. Kamikaze Angela. Rocking the cradle, man in black, waiting for grace, the Berber do. You landed on trumpet ocarina solo, and I don't have the trumpet or the ocarina with me, so I'm giving you a second spin. If this episode ain't got no tit scene in it, automatically a 5 out of 10 from me, says Tom. And you landed on spin again? Spin again! Oh, there's a lots of spin for K Rich right now. Basically, what am I trying to do? Just I'm trying to let it land on drink or sandwich is basically what I want to do. And drum fun. Okay, I can give you some drum fun. That I can do. I can get. I can give you a little bit of some drum fun. That I have. That I have the power to do. Here we go. There you go, K Rich. Thank you so much for the super chat donation. That means so much and really do appreciate it. Sorry for that silliness. No clue how loud and obnoxious that was. So hope hopefully it didn't sound too too obnoxiously loud. I haven't played some bongos in a while. Okay, so uh drum silly solo. 
Let's continue. How am I different? He explains how he's different. Then Bernard is forced out as Ford just basically goes, get the fuck out of my dream. Add Joe and tell him all about this episode, hence the quotation marks. Pork chops, neck, pork chops and applesauce. Isn't that swell? So then Bernard's forced out of the Matrix into the arms of Elsie. And if I'm going to wake up of out of a deep and dreamless slender slumber slumber <laughs> yeah no that's the right word it's not slender slumber <laughs> i wouldn't mind waking up in the arms of elsie and uh she says i don't know what you did but the system got unclogged the hosts are uh, on their way to steal the backups and then she's back and <laughs> And the security badass is pissed and everyone's angry. We see uh, Dolores shooting everyone. Then we go to Stubbs and he's like, fuck you. Tell me what you tell me what you know uh, to Grace. And Grace goes, it's above your pay grade. And he's going to shoot Abernathy in the head because she's trying to get the information from Abernathy. And he wants answers. And she's about to tell the answers. But Teddy is one of them. And here he comes. Oh, so here comes Mama. Here comes Dolores in there. Dolores is here to see Daddy, and Hale calls her name. Hale tries to do her blah, blah, blah thing to Dolores. And even though this sounds awful, I'm going to play a few seconds of the blah, blah, blah thing because it works with the Charlie Brown's fucking teacher shit. So uh, so what, what do you have to say? Whoa, 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 no, no, no more of that one. <laughs> Stop that. I thought Thor was dead tonight. He had a lot of dialogue. I was wrong. I just sent you a PM, Tom. Hope you. Oh, sorry about that. I'm jumping in people's conversations. Add Joe. Get him in here. Joe's working tonight. He wanted to come on one of these Westworld streams one week. He, he was like, I watched it. I want to come on and uh, shit on the show. He, he, uh, Joe doesn't want to poop on anyone's parade. Joe will be back full time with us on uh, on August 4th, is it, for the Better Call Saul stuff. And I, Joe will be back this week as well, sharing his thoughts about The Walking Dead. Mm-mm-mm. The more I push Joe with Westworld, the more he refutes. I don't think we're ever going to get Joe on these Westworld podcasts unless we want someone that's just shitting on the show. And, I mean, I probably could get him on, but he's just going to be like, I'm sleeping, I'm bored, I hate it. (laughs) So, that would be fun. At least one week. Maybe next season we'll get Joe on. Okay, so wake up in the arms of Elsie. Weak, correct answer. Wake up in Elsie, says Broke Blackman. Oh, Broke Blackman's getting a little naughty. PDZ, in another season, we still don't know what happens to Elsie. Hey, Phil, is it me or during that scene with Daddy Dolores, her hands look humongous. Dolores does have some big hands. I, I won't deny. I noticed that as well. Jenny says, I think Ford downloaded himself into Bernard's brain. And they're both there in a new. Mm, sorry, I got a piece of hair across my tongue. I got my piece of hair across my tongue. The zoozle pedals. I got a hair, piece of hair across my tongue. I think you're. I think you're absolutely right on that, Jenny. Jenny, you sir are a smart lady. Sorry, about I did it again, Jenny. I'm sorry. Uh, but no, I I absolutely agree with you. I think he did that, and that's how he is there with him always. Holy shit, Game of Thrones dance. This is for blah 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 blah. This is for the blah 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 thing. I love Philisms. <laughs> It's all about mispronunciation and blubbity bloop. Blubbity bloobity bloobity for the Game of Thrones dancer. G-O-T dancer. Spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. You get your pick, G-O-T dancer. You can get me to do anything you want. You want me to do 10 push-ups? You want Joe to drink? You want me to take a bite of a sandwich? You want some drum fun? 
I can't play the Ocarina right now, but I guess I could go to the other room and get it. But no, I can't play the Ocarina right now, so no Ocarinas. You can have everybody drink whatever you want, Game of Thrones uh, dancer. You want me to dance the Irish jig? I will do it. Becky G has cute toes. Shh. <laughs> doesn't need to know that analysis or maybe black hat is 50 cent westworld oh we got so much fun stuff going on in the live chat and again you guys drums you want some drums you want some more drum fun let's get over to the congas time for some conga drum fun Some good drumming. I didn't want to stop there, and I realized how late it is. That I'm a, that it's like pushing midnight, and we got a baby that's sleeping next door. But I want to just go. Mm, mm, I'm feeling drummy tonight. I'm feeling drummy tonight. <laughs> but I was try halfway through that. I realized I, I was getting loud. <laughs> but hope that was okay sound wise for you guys. And thank you so much for the super chat donation. It means more than you fucking know. Just take a shot for free, Phil. The <laughs> Tom, you cracked me up, buddy. I don't know what her fucking name was. That lady died. The, the fucking do it. Mm -mm -mm. Oh my goodness. They say you're supposed to beat drums as if you're making love. Let's beat that drum. Stab that drum's ass. True story. Joe Dirtylocks once paid me ten dollars to bongo on his back for I think it was a half an hour. <laughs> to just I I bongoed on Joe's back. He can confirm that story next time he's on the podcast. He actually did pay me, and I bought sandwiches with it. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy that silly drum solo. I should probably play the bongos at night and keep the congas for daytime activities. But Travis says I'm out. Got to wake up in a few hours. Thank you so much for popping on in, Travis. It means so much to me and all the support you showed the channel and all you guys that are in here this week. Uh, I know we've been gone for a couple of weeks, but really do uh, really does mean so much. And Travis, you're one of our biggest supporters and biggest promoters out there. Always sharing the streams and always sharing some uh, pushing us out there. So specific attention over there to Travis, who is stepping out that. It's all about pushing us. So, uh, so thank you to Travis because of people like you that we keep going and we keep pushing. So, okay, let's continue this shit. Let's finish this up this episode. Stubbs is like, hail, fuck you, tell me. And she's like, no, I don't want to tell you. And uh, Teddy is there and he comes. He's like, come on, mama. Dolores is there. Oh, I'm sorry. I already, already said all this. Hale tries to do her blah, blah thing. And I love uh, I love what you do. Uh, you know that sentience and killing everybody thing? I'm really digging what you do there, Dolores. Ding. And Dolores is like, shut up, cocky locky. I'm going to fucking kill you. 
I'm gonna fucking kill you. I, Travis, I'm gonna give you some splendor to keep you awake. And then Hale uh, just keeps going and uh, over to Elsie and Bernard. Bernard is distracted and sees the Ford shadow everywhere he's going. Ford is in. Ford is inside of him. And Ford's basically his shit buddy. Excuse me. Then Elsie is like, what's up? Bernard sends her away, and Ford's like, cool, let's go fuck shit up. Excuse me. Lots of gunfire as we see Clementine going all Terminator and using dead humans as shields and stuff. And uh, But Mullet Boy is a man on a mission. Mullet Boy wants that fucking achievement Mm-mm-mm. on Xbox Live. For uh, for multiple for multiple Android kills. Holy shit! Holy shit! Apulia, twenty five dollars super chat donation wants to see me do the eye. Wants to see me do a jig. She missed me too much, and I will fucking do a fucking jig for you right now. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sorry about the awful, 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 awful dancing. You landed on Joe Drink. So you got one. And you also get a second one because every $10 I try to give a Super Chat donation. I mean, get a spin of the wheel. But for that 25 you get two spins. And you get me wearing a silly hat. You get silly hat and drink. Silly hat and drink. And you got the Irish jig. So let me, uh, let me finish this stream up with Mickey ears. Okay, so <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm used to falling, Tom. It happens. <laughs> Start, I know. <laughs> Deep Space Nine almost ate it. These Mickey Mouse ears served me well for the uh, <laughs> for most of the streams of Con of Thrones. Phil did that kicking part just so you could see he was wearing pants. Tim always often wonders if I'm like Harry Stone. Rest in peace, Harry Anderson. <laughs> and I'm wearing a uh, wearing actually wearing pants under the robe. I worked overnight, 15 years, Pete. Now my brain just works at night, whether I like it or not. I also am similar to that, Cammy. I worked a convenience store for about a, a year. It was it was like half a year, a year at 11 at night to seven in the morning. So I'm never quite the same. Joe's the same way. Joe worked overnight so long that. He's all, that's why usually when we do streams, Joe is in like sleepy town because one way or another, he's either awake or asleep. I have a stream idea. Take some Ambien and record yourself. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. That would be a good uh, on my own telephone selfie stick kind of stream. Yeah, I'm fucking, I'm, there we go. That's better. That's better. Let me, I got to take another drink. Mm. Holy shit. Phil, something shit. The viewers have a piss bottle. Not mean, not to miss your shit. That's the real. Oh, thank you, Tom. And and honestly, 
even if there's two, twenty, a hundred of you guys, you know, it means so much to be able to come out here and talk to you, you fucks. You fuckity fucks. Okay, let's continue here. So lots of gunfires. We see Clem going all Terminator using the humans are dead. But she's also shot down by Mullet Boy. And Angela's still alive, but Mullet Boy wants the achievement. So Dolores and Hale have part two of their discussion. And Teddy is just uh, a pale of his old self. And he's just a murderous machine right now. And Dolores breaks it down. Your chances at eternity will die in the valley. And it's all leading towards this valley. Hale tries to grab a weapon and says your backups are being used against you. Oh, yes. And uh, Hale says, to, not Hale, uh, yeah, Hale says to Dolores, well, we totally got your backups. And if, you know, that's our that's our trump card here. We're going to totally fuck you with your backups. And uh, we see Mullet Guy approach Angela as the backups are all in this room and Angela's facing them. Her, she, her life is in her hands for the first time. She's realizing that there's no coming back for this. And I love the look on her face. Excellent performance by this actress. I don't know her name. But Mullet Boy was a little bit of a joke character. But she gave a really excellent performance in this moment in the way she went out as she grabs his grenade and blows up the situation here. Blows up herself him who's been the guy who's killed most of our good guy or most of the characters we care about good guys whatever and uh, i gotta take these fucking mickey ears off they're giving me a headache and, and she takes it all and takes out the the backups here and she blows herself up in molokai and she goes in a very awesome way i mean i wish i had i wish i had the actual audio here to play it but She's always been good on the show. This was her probably best performance here. Just this little bit that she delivered. I was very much engaged in it and I thought it was fucking awesome. And I was built perfect. Everyone wants to have sex with me. Kamir gets his guard down and blows him the fuck up. So we go to Dolores who is about to cut up Hale. No, he's going to cut up Hale but... Abernathy comes back and basically says, eye for an eye. So she goes, yeah, that's right. I'm going to cut up hail. And uh, she's going to kill her. And she's coming towards her. Please, please don't kill me. And machine guns come up. And uh, and Delos is here. But she's distracted by her dad snapping into reality for a second. Then we see Teddy doing the fastest gun in the West thing. But he's tackled by that dude, by Galen. And Hale escapes. And Dolores kind of just lets her go. Teddy, who is the badass, looks like Teddy's gone, but no happy trails for this motherfucker as Teddy beats this uh, tough guy to death, Westworld movie style. So then we go over to Dolores and Abernathy as she has to sacrifice him, and it's an emotional scene as she sacrifices her father to get the information that she needs to get to the valley. Something is breaking into the combat base, and then we see a flash of go-karts into the Maeve situation as they drag her in. Seismum's like, what the fuck did I do? And uh, Maeve is dying, and she looks sad and confused. We go over to Bernard and Ford, ghost, hanging out and talking and pontificating. As we see a flash of the Dolores crew breaking into the combat base and killing the Della security. We get some fun classical music to go with Ford's plan as Bernard looks horrified as he walks up to the camera. And he's and Ford's like, strike a match. No, my, is this the story you want to tell? No, Bernard, it's your story. Bernard shuts down the system and it's a really good transition as we transition over to Maeve and Sizemore. 
And he's upset and worried. And here comes Dolores who walks up and sees Maeve dying there. And Dolores looks at her and says, well, how'd they get you? You're the biggest badass I know. And she talks about her daughter and she says, the kin's not real. It's here to just tie us, another rope to tie us. And Maeve turns it back on Dolores to make reference to the last episode and goes, is that how you rationalize what you fucking did to Teddy? You just ripped him apart. You brain fucked Teddy. And she looks at and she thinks about what she did with her father. Dolores thinks about what she did with her father and with Teddy. And she just basically rationalizes it all. Maeve's like, no, you're fucking wrong. And Dolores is like, you know, you know, maybe you should kill yourself to save yourself from being tortured. And Maeve's like, no, I'm not going to fucking kill myself. Get the fuck out of here, Dolores. You suck. And Dolores goes, well, OK, well, I guess I'll leave. You big dummy. And she heads off, but Sizemore avoided detection and survives and is hiding, who is going to eventually bring Maeve and save Maeve in some way, shape, or form. So we cut to Ford and Bernard as he's stopped by the guards, and Ford's, Ford basically says, kill them all, Bernard. And Bernard's like, I can't kill them. And she, Ford says, kill them all, pick up the gun and murder them. And then Ford says, listen, dude, I'm going to take over here. It takes over control of the Bernard situation and kills all of them. Dead. Tammy, great to see you. Thank you for popping on in. And, I, and I'm going to jump into the live chat and get all your comments before we end here if I'm missing any right now. So then we head to – we cut to Ford and Bernard. He stopped at the guard. Yeah, and then Ford takes over his consciousness and kills them all. Then we cut to Bernard and Dolores in many timelines. We see everything from Bernard's perspective so much and so much stuff that I can't even say what we see, but we see Teresa, we see uh, Dolores, we see, finally we see Hale, who's waterboarding him, we're back into that timeline, where she needs to get the info hit from him, and uh, from the Abernathy unit, they're on their way to ride to the Valley Burn Beyond, and Bernard is going to go for a ride too. And we're all heading to the Valley of Beyond as we head into next week's episode, which seems interesting in the preview. All we did was get a preview for the Ghost Nation part of the episode. And that is our episode of Westworld, and I'm officially back. Let's go in the live motherfucking chat here and see what you guys have to say. PDZ says, I will be back right away. I'll be back in a little bit. I mean, Broke Blackman 94 says, Oh, oh, ah, heartburn, ho, oh, heartburn. <laughs> was it just me? Or did Maeve overacted when she was screaming with Ghost Station took her daughter? No! No! Broke! No! Yeah, she totally did. It was a little bit of screamy, a little bit of cheesiness going on there. Totally was. I like Charlotte when she realized Dolores was one step ahead of her. I liked it too. I like seeing Charlotte in fear and actually seeing how dark and how evil, so to speak, Charlotte would go. I thought it was very interestingly done. And I like how the Delos, we got the Delos perspective. And I like how Charlotte is just being uncovered more and more from her introduction and being developed really well as a antagonist. Drab me, Coke, Cammy. Yeah, uh... Uh, I really like Charlotte when she really, and uh, Game of Thrones dancer asset. Yes, Jenny. That was so great to see Charlotte lose that smugness she really has and just be a more well-layered character. And ultimately, sometimes I'm only using villain in the quote-unquote kind of way. Villain characters can kind of be one note. To see Charlotte show that fear and actually be a human, it, it was good. And again, is going to make it more rewarding when she does finally get her comeuppance. As long as they don't stretch it out too long. I want to see her get her fucking comeuppance. 
Phil, no Galen without Chibs. Shut up. You're very right, Tim. Lala, Ghost Nation, and the other two, two big-ass mysteries need answers. It looks like we're going to get that Ghost Nation answer next week from everything that seems to be uh, in our preview. It seems like we're going to get a Ghost Nation perspective episode, which should be interesting, but I hope that's not all we get. Broke uh, Mofo call in. I think you got to, yeah. <laughs> Broke call. What's Lala say? Ghost Nation, the other, yeah, two, two big mysteries we need to see. Later, Phil, thank you for the awesome chat. Cammy, thank you so much. We are starting to wrap things up anyway. So, Cammy, thank you so much. Make Charlotte crawl. Make the bad man fly, mommy. <laughs> That's called static characters, Phil. Game of Thrones interested. If someone took my daughter, it would scream louder than Maeve. Come on, guys. Give Maeve a break. And I think that's one of the toughest things to act when you, like, scream at the top of your lungs. I'm really angry or really upset in some ways. I mean, I think most people can agree that Tom Hanks is a really good actor. And in Forrest Gump, when he's yelling, he, he loses his accent when he's, when he's yelling at that point. When he goes, you should be back down in Memphis, Tennessee, or whatever he says. Uh, Alabama! He, he yells it like uh, Bosom Buddies Tom Hanks there in that moment. So... You know, it's not always easy to yell at the top of your lungs or show intense emotion and keep your keep your keep your focus of the acting. So let's give Maeve a break. Let's give her a fucking break. Game of Thrones dancer says, "I really hate Charlotte Hale, but I don't hate anyone as much as Ramsey Bolton or anyone on Game of Thrones." Somewhere, Timo is shaking her fist at you <laughs> and reciting her poem about Timo about uh, Ramsey's love. Who do you think will be the last left standing host-wise? I think Bernard makes it all the way. Bernard and Maeve. I think I think even though her situation was standing, I think Maeve makes it out of this whole thing alive. Is Charlotte Hale related to Lucy Hale? In my opinion, Tom, it's always about the boobs. I guess Angela would be the winner if she was dead. Uh, that's called static characters. Boob-wise, Maeve wins, Jenny. If someone took my daughter, I would scream louder. So I think it's about time to start to wrap things up. Everybody, you guys have been exceptionally awesome tonight. Thank you so much for all the fun in the live motherfucking chat. I'll be on, hopefully, if all goes as planned, two times this week. One I think if Steph Snow is still here, I almost want to do it right now. <laughs> like, come on afterwards and do it right now. But probably tomorrow night, I guess. I mean, I'm not done talking. I feel like you could do another hour here. But maybe tomorrow night or Wednesday night, I might do uh, the Game of Thrones or the Con of Thrones slash uh, road trip Q&A. And also... Joe and I, with possibly The Walking David as well, will be doing a discussion podcast about Andrew Lincoln leaving The Walking Dead and what that means and how we feel about that. So, everybody, if you haven't already and you enjoyed this episode of Westworld, share it in the comment section. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Any questions you have, and I'll try to get back to you as quickly as possible. What am I doing? A voicemail? And I'll try to get back to you at the nearest convenience. Let's take a couple more comments in the live chat. The Alpha Legion bends the knee. <laughs> Good night, guys. I like Charlotte. She's unthreatened, powerful, confident, and the director of operations. Not disposable by my estimation. 
And when people start talking about boobs, it's time to wrap it up. No, it's time to time to uh, really examine and stop and pause and really ex- explain the finer points of uh, of boobage. <laughs> well, Phil, it was a quick show, so do some tonight. Trump, a good show, guys. Good show to all of you guys. You guys are awesome. I love all of you, and I best. I guess it's about that time. Let's let's finish. Everybody, if you haven't already and you enjoyed this video or enjoyed this podcast, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to the audio cast of this later, give it a like there or give me a co- give me a comment or a review on iTunes. It helps get the podcast to more people. And always share the channel so we can get more subscribers, more people in our silly army. Yo, Phil, let's talk, but let's talk about lost for a couple more hours. 8K to ho or what? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Isn't that Sawyer? I love the long con. That's one of my favorite episodes. What did Kate do? What the fuck? The Northeast, Theodore. King of the Northeast. I haven't seen Lost. Do you recommend it, Red Witch? Asking Tom. I recommend this first season. Watch the first season. Stop there. But yes, everybody, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share the channel with a friend. Let me know what you thought of this episode of Westworld. Any questions you have, I'll try to answer them. Try to be on more and more. I love all you guys. Talk to you very much, very much soon. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 wait. Stop the music. Broke left a message. We've got to play that shit. I can't fucking not play that shit. Listen to Broke's message here. Refresh. Refresh. I'm stopping. Stopping the end of the show. And Broke. And Broke's going to get his message played. <laughs> I ain't stop. I'm no sugar, sugar, cookie get, sugar cookie getter. I play Broke's message. Let's play Broke's. Ooh, plenty of time to drink and eat a sandwich here, so. Oh, Phil, live motherfucking chat. Broke Black Man 94 here for starters. I hate your freaking phone number that's like freaking call you in. Because there are times when it's supposed to be like, what, 781? But I always freaking like normally dial like 718 when I'm calling other people and stuff. So immediately, like for two to three times, I'm getting it wrong. It's like, is this inside the infidelity test where a host would dial 718 instead of, like, supposed to be putting, like, a 781, whatever. But still, this episode was freaking fantastic, though. Between this episode, episode four, is probably my favorite episode of the series by far. Or should I say, like, well, for this season. But for an entire series, I'll probably say episode four possibly beats this one for me because of the music alone within that episode. Like, if they had, like, more, like, musical scores in this episode – then maybe you'll be... Yeah, I hear you with that one, Broke. This, this, it was almost the absence of music that was so awesome in this one. There was a few moments where they just dropped the music out completely. I had a couple of notes about that that I kind of, I, I skipped over, but in a couple of the kills and a couple of the action moments, they dropped out the music. This was one of those episodes that's less and more, and I tend to agree with you. I can't even put my finger on it, but see, but episode four, I think I liked a little bit more than that, but this would be easily in the number two spot. 
par with it. That's how I would still say, like, Episode 4 is better than Episode 7, but it was still a freaking 10 out of 10, though, because the way how Episode 4 was, I was kind of like, eh, is it going to live up to the hype of, like, the tradition, like, what door thing? But it was still freaking kick-ass, so, like, I'm, I thought I should give props to the man in black, though, but this is, like, the second time she got his ass kicked. Like, first was Dolores, now Maeve. Like, I wouldn't want to roll with the man in black at all in freaking Westworld. I'll probably just learn his secrets and then just bounce. But we basically learn more freaking for- Yeah, and, and I'm going to play the rest of your message, too. The man in black, I want to say, and I think I said it earlier as well, He's almost turning into, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it's just a credit to Ed Harris's acting. I think part of it is connected to seeing him with his daughter in the last episode, and both those actors killed it in that scene. And then seeing them in this episode, he's almost becoming a pathetic character. And I don't mean pathetic as in, fuck, you know, I don't want to see him on screen, but to the point where you're looking at him as his attachment to this game and his obsession with Ford, thinking he has an obsession with him, and the the narcissistic attitude almost makes me feel bad for the man in black and uh, again, pity him in a very condescending kind of way. So it's amazing the way the writers have written him in all the different colors of a performance that Ed Harris gets to play with this character and great stuff. It's just the perfect actor with the perfect writing for him and understanding on what the actor can do. And I think, when all said and done this show and all said and done with Ed Harris's career, this is going to be one of the highlight points of his acting career on showing all the different layers he shows in this character of William in the Men in Black. Or like when you have Anthony Hopkins in a freaking episode, it's pretty much either an automatic like freaking nine out of freaking 10 or even freaking eight out of 10 at that point. But like we're kind of basically seeing like at least 80% of his clinics. I still think that there's freaking more stuff though, but a man's a freaking psychopath. Like, ah, I thought it was supposed to be freaking the man in black supposed to be the freaking villains or freaking Delos the freaking villains. Like, what the hell is this man's overall plan here? Like, ah, uh, I don't trust you. I still don't even tr- trust Bernard. And at one point, I thought that he really was about to go kill Elsie, but it seems like she's still alive. Maybe. I don't know. Like, ah. Uh, so I'm happy that freaking Dolores didn't freaking kill Charlotte because if she would have killed Charlotte and then freaking two weeks later we see Charlotte doesn't even look injured, that would probably would have confirmed all those freaking Charlotte's a freaking host theories and stuff. Thank goodness she's okay. But I don't know. As I end this call, remember, Charlotte is not a damn host. Stop spreading that crazy tinfoil around. <laughs> and broke with laying some fire on that message. Great message from him. Great message from Steph Snow as well. Thank you to our callers tonight, and thank you to everyone in the live motherfucking chat and all our super chat donations. You guys are amazing. I'm a dumb horse, though. Nothing like a celebrity bullshit. Send more messages so we can keep this shit going, says Tom. Theater says smokescreen smoke screen's awesome. Uh, hung out with uh, a little bit with James James out at the Con of Thrones. James was very, very, very good people. Wish Smoke could have been there, but, you know, family shit comes up. But, uh, but yes, uh, James, is, James is just as cool as you would imagine him to be. He is uh, good people. So, uh, anyways... Thanks, Phil. Have a great night. Catch you next week. One love. Uh, Red Witches is coming together, Tom. Big blast off at the end here. I uh, like the Shogun. Darren says, Phil, I, I use your streams to feel good. You're like a shot of happy, and I hope your amability, uh, 
Grammability is contagious. Thank you for your good vibes. Positivity is way underrated. Thank you so much, Darren. And again, as I always say, I don't care if there's two of you or 2,000 of you. We're lucky to have anyone that checks out our stuff. And I'm glad that if even for a second we can add a little bit of color or fun or smile or goofiness to your days, that's the only reason I do this is uh, that gets me high just as much as sandwiches does. So uh, so I do appreciate the comments and the positivity and the super chat and the Patreon and all that stuff, stuff too. That's all, it's all grouped together. But no, I really do appreciate that and appreciate all you guys that do share the love and share the, the channel uh, all about. All about, as Tony says, all around the realm. So, uh, so I do appreciate that as... Uh, more than I could say. Because of our channel, we're all over the place. We talk about a lot of different shows. We're extra dependent on other creators to promote us and you guys in the live motherfucking chat that enjoy us to keep pushing us. And shit like that, Darren, means more than you know. Okay. So, uh, so absolutely, Tom himself, we talked about it. Okay. So, I guess I should end things. I guess. I don't know. I, don't know really. I never want to. I never want to end things, but I always have to eventually because there's always another podcast to come. And I will be on again, like I said, a couple of times this week. And uh, it's, I guess it's time to play this music again. Play the music again and leave. I'm. It's time to go, I guess.